Big show today for myself and Ryan Snyder. Joining me on the BWI Live Recruiting Show, I'm Thomas Frank Carr. He's Ryan Snyder. Ryan, welcome. Busy week last week for Penn State football. Feel like I was living over the last Lash practice facility with so many camps and events. Uh, we're here to recap as much of it as we possibly can get to today, which we're not going to get to all of it. So if you haven't yet, check out BlueWayIllustrated.com. Ryan, how are you doing this morning? Good, man. Uh, yeah, like you said, busy week. Uh, that's how it always is, that final week before the dead period, uh, which, you know, we'll, we'll get into some of that stuff then. But, uh, you know, it was, it was it was a productive week for Penn State. They needed, needed to get those wide receiver commitments in. They got the the three that they really needed, and Ty Sear, Peter Gonzalez, and um, Josiah Brown. So that's massive. Uh, now up to, what, 20 commitments now, I believe it is. So, yep. Uh, yeah, they got they got room for certainly – I don't know. I would think seven or eight more is, is, is realistic and they're going to fly off the board. Now this is, this is, this is when we usually, you know, in years past we'd go on vacation, but I don't, I don't do that anymore because there's so many commitments, um, you know, Penn state's coaches and them they'll, they'll be on vacation, but they'll, they'll certainly be attached to their phones throughout the next couple of weeks. Cause so many guys are ready to, ready to commit. And so many of these guys, you know, I, I think some, some through some means I've, I've heard the comments several times, are there a lot of studs in this class? Uh, what's going on with the number? You know, Penn State has recruited a lot of underrated players, I believe. But also, a lot of the guys that are high four-star players, they make their decision this time of year. So really, there's a lot of make or break in the next couple of weeks as well. Is that a fair way to characterize it? I know that there are some guys in the class yeah. that are great players, but a lot of guys that Penn State wants, they've been waiting for this moment. Yeah, I mean, there's those, there's those top-tier guys, obviously. You know, the Umes and... Liam Andrews and and you know a few others you know but what I what I'd also say is it's June 26 and and it goes till December so there's going to be coaching changes there's going to be guys who commit and and think it over more so uh, it's a very pivotal period but you know there there's going to be a guy or two and it always happens this way there's going to be a guy or two that they miss this month and they will mm. come back on campus in. November or December and you know maybe they won't ultimately switch maybe they'll consider other schools but you know just uh whatever happens here over the next couple of weeks just just remember that Penn State isn't going to give up and they'll circle back and, and get one or two guys they miss out on it always happens so if you want to get your questions in the chat today we've already got a couple in there we'll be getting to that in a little bit we have some content we want to talk about we have some important things we're going to start with uh but we want to hear from you as well so Throw that in the live chat, and we'll be talking to you throughout the show. Uh, but you mentioned, uh, we're going to get to this in a little bit, there's a whole lot of stuff going on at Penn State's camp, and official visits were a big part of that. Uh, maybe not the biggest weekend so far, that final official visit weekend, um, but some important players on campus. So can you give us a quick recap of what people can see at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com and what you heard as far as who was there and their impressions of Penn State? Yeah, I mean, only two official visitors and Jere Hawkins. And uh, Harley Gilmore this past weekend, Jure tweeted out last night he is uh, ready to commit. So uh, it ain't going to be Penn State. I just I expect it to be Florida. Um, Florida's been the favorite there for a few weeks now, and and really more than that, probably a few months now. Uh, really, ever since he moved to IMG, it felt like Florida kind of took took the lead there. So I expect Jure Hawkins to be a Florida Gator. And then we'll see with Harley Gilmore, man. He's he just got off campus. We we got a touch base with him. Um, you know, like there's gonna be like I already I'm already looking at our chats and there's like a ton of people asking questions and stuff. And like, you know, everybody's going on vacation right now, so you guys are gonna have to be patient. Yeah. Um, yeah. because I'm not gonna be blowing up people when they're you know flying out for their only vacation of the year. So it, you guys got these this this week's always tricky, right? Because everybody wants answers immediately. But everybody who we kind of rely on for answers is is off uh, traveling today. So you got to be patient with us. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get down to it. You know, a lot of guys are flying back from from official visits last night. So like this is so this is when you know we used to do this on Tuesday, right? We used to always yeah. do recruiting on show on Tuesday, and then we decided to make the decision on Monday. And most of the time, that's the right move. This is one of those days where I really wish we did the show on Tuesday or Wednesday because I need Monday to figure out a lot of this stuff, especially when you got, you got recruits flying home on Sunday, you got, uh, you know, sources, people we talked to flying out on today. So, you know, I'm not trying to underwhelm people that watch the show, but I also want to make right. it clear that uh, we got to figure things out. And today is going to be the, the primary day to figure that out because yesterday was, was still a pretty busy day for a lot of these people. Uh, but in general with 20 commits to the class 
and I know this is something you and I have talked about personally. This is still a pretty big week for Penn State football uh, with with kind of the pressure mounting and, and the, the spots drying up. Do you expect some surprises this week? I know that uh, I, I'm on high alert because I've been, uh, you know, just in general, things feel like they're already moving pretty quickly given uh, people are coming back and there's decisions that are coming up. I mean, it depends on what you mean by surprises. Like, do you mean by surprises as in like random commitments at random times? Then, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure somebody that hasn't announced a date is just going to say, screw it. Let's get this over with tweet. Um, if you if you mean surprises by like somebody we haven't really been talking about, then then no, not really. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that there's there's going to be a guy or two. Like, I I guess when it when it comes to guys we haven't haven't visited, right? Like, I wouldn't be shocked at all if if Penn State's going to work on a 2024 recruit to get them back on in July, and, and maybe we'll we'll learn about that in the next ten days or so. Somebody who's not ready to commit but can come take an unofficial at the end of the month, the end of the July. Um, but no, I mean when it when when it comes to surprises or what I consider surprises this week, it's, it's all about, you know, somebody just, just saying, Hey, I don't, I don't care about a commitment date. I know where I want to go. The schools already know where I want to go. Why am I drawing this out? You know, <laughs> add graphic type, 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 type tweet. Speaking of ad graphic, let's just get to it. These are the uh, important dates that are set publicly by players, either on Twitter or social media, whatever. Uh, these are Penn state's uh, com- uh some of their top prospects that have commitment dates. You see DeAndre Cook uh, already moved up his commitment date from July 1st. He was going to commit then, decided that Friday is going to be the day. Uh, and then if you would just take us through the list of these guys that you see and and what stands out to you about the list that we have here on screen. Well, I mean, we have picks in for, let's see, one, two, three, four, five of those guys. Let me see. Wait, oh, let me do that. Show we have one, two, three. Yeah, five of them um cook poly poly harvey marsh williams um so right i mean i think that says a good bit there on what we think with those five you know at the same time uh, i want to i want to learn a little bit more on poly poly our michigan guys seem to think that michigan has done some good work there over the last couple of days he was just at usc this past week and so that's the example i'm talking about right like Oh, yep. oh, there's rumors Michigan's surging with US or with Poly Poly. Well, the guy just flew across the country last night, right? So, like, I mean, I'm not gonna get him until probably tonight, probably Tuesday, you know. And I and even even if I reach out to his coaches, like his coaches gotta wait for him to get home, which you know he did late last night. So just that kind of stuff, trying to sort that out. But I mean, I think that there's out of those, out of those guys, you know, Penn State should should land about half of them. You know, I think Hornsby's gonna end up at AM. You know, Jameer Grimsley saying August 18th. I don't nearly know if he's going to stick with that. That's a date that he put out there earlier in the month. I think it's like his kind first of, game. Kind of like Jamonte Waller was going to commit at the end of August. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, well, it, June. Yeah. I mean, it's just, look, schools, I, what's going to happen? I mean, guys are going to commit behind the scenes and then maybe save it to announce. But then a lot of guys just commit behind the scenes. And I'm like, well, why am I doing this? Let's just get this out there. So, so we'll see with with Grimsley there, but I mean, no, from from Friday and into next week, we know about those those schedules announcements. It's those guys, you know, the the Chris Coles in the world. I don't think Chris has put anything out there yet. It's excuse me, uh, obviously Liam Andrews, Benedict Dume, guys like that. Um, I think Ethan Calloway, I want to say, um, has June thirtieth too. I think I saw something with Ethan Calloway, and I forgot to send him to you. So that's on me. T. Frank, but Ethan Calloway is another one, the offensive lineman in North Carolina, that I think is going to decide here at the end of this week, early next week. Yeah, and of course, the wild cards, a lot of what we're talking about uh, are some of the top prospects in the nation. Benedict Dume uh, just got back from Stanford. Liam Andrews, South Carolina. Chance Robinson's been a bunch of uh, visits. I don't even know where he was last weekend. Of course, Alex Taylor, another Penn State uh, wide receiver target that's you know on the board. And, uh, you know, where he fits, he still is a part of the picture. So these are some of the wild cards we're talking about of whether or not these guys decide now, this week, later into July. We don't have any information on that, but there's a lot of names out there. And this is going to be a lot of these pieces are going to be falling into place over the next two weeks. So a great time to remind you, subscribe to Blue White Illustrated. Dot com, the website, the information. You want to know more about recruiting? You want to get the inside track on what's happening here? We'll give you the reactions. We'll give you the conversation here on the YouTube channel. A lot of great context. But you want the hard information. You want it now. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Ryan Snyder working 24-7 to get you that information, get it to you uh, on the Lion's Den message form and in premium content. Uh, but 
we're going to have commitment videos, kind of a celebration for Penn State fans. They get to see us yak about these guys, see highlight videos, get the, the breakdown of what they bring to the table, how important they are, their star rating, all that stuff. It's all coming up in the next couple of weeks. So subscribe here to the YouTube channel, enable notifications so you always get the breaking news content first. That way you can be the smartest Penn State fan you know. As uh, our guy here, Michael, says... Great reason to subscribe to BWI. Great season as well to subscribe to Blue White Illustrated. So let's get to the question here to start the show. This one's a little bit off topic from the recruiting, but David asks this question. He donates to the channel. Appreciate him doing that. Is it true that sports bars can't show the PSU Delaware game on their TVs? Uh, he lives very far away from Beaver Stadium. How am I going to see the game without subscribing to Peacock? Do you know the situation, what he's talking about here with uh, – the well, game being on Peacock and and yeah, well, I know it. most streaming services. So like for example, I don't know specifically with Peacock, but like uh, direct um, what's it? What's it? Oh, YouTube TV has Sunday Ticket now, right? And so it's not like a bar can just subscribe to um, you know pay three hundred dollars or whatever it's for YouTube TV to show it in their bar now. It costs way more money for bars to to do that. So I assume Peacock is similar. I assume all those streaming services are somewhat similar. Where you know it's it's not like it is for you and I, you know, in, in an individual home where it's a couple hundred dollars. Usually for bars, it's thousands of dollars. So um, I, I don't, Dave, I don't know specifically what Peacock's rules are and, and the regulations there and, and what they're charging bars, but I do know that that is a thing. That is certainly if 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 you if it's not through you know Direct TV or I, even even Direct, actually, excuse me, no Direct TV. Even when when it was with Direct TV, this the Sunday ticket, it was thousands of dollars i'm not sure if it's tens of thousands but it was i know it's thousands of dollars for bars so i'm not sure if it, it makes sense for a bar to sign you know if it's going to cost them you know a couple thousand dollars for peacock to, to sign up for that because the peacock games aren't going to be that great so you're gonna yeah. have to probably subscribe to peacock dave that's that's i mean and i think you can do it it's pretty cheap man it's only like a couple bucks you can just subscribe for a month and you know cancel i mean that's, is, I mean, that's the, whole it's reason the principle are... of the thing i get it though what he's saying it's the principle of the thing that you're forcing me to go to extraordinary lengths and pay even more money to watch football games when traditionally cbs abc maybe we should I all mean, kept cable then. right we should all kept cable i mean it is everybody's bitching about cable excuse my language you know what i mean it's just yeah. everybody hates cable and you got to pay for all this money for cable so we all start going this way and we're all going to start learning that oh, maybe cable actually wasn't wasn't a bad idea so I don't know. I, I don't know that. I don't know the details, Dave, but I, I think you're going to have to pay a couple bucks for Peacock. The next thing I want to get to, and this is something that I think is always helpful for recruiting fans, especially here in a public forum. Maybe they're not as dialed in as everybody else. Uh, you are a master of the recruiting calendar and understand what's going on and why these things happen at the times they do. So we just spent a good uh, 15 minutes previewing the next two weeks. How does the recruiting calendar affect what's happening right now? And can you give us a rundown of what's going on with that? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the debt period starts technically tomorrow, technically today. If guys are finishing up official visits, they're allowed to be on campus and off. Uh, all of Penn State's guys are gone now. Half the staff is on vacation. Half of them will stay back in town, and then they'll usually they go away for two weeks. And then for the second half of the dead period, which is another two weeks, the other half goes away. But the 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 main thing people need to know is, uh, you know, June 27th to July 24th is the true dead period. And there are no on-campus visits then. Schools can talk to you electronically, over the phone, text, all those kind of things to to keep communication up. Uh, but this debt period is put into place really just so people can can get away for 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 coaching staffs and recruiting staffs and all that stuff because um, you know if there was no debt period in the middle of July you know they, they they would just literally work themselves to death for the most part so that's that's what this debt period really is about it's for coaches and their families to get away uh, through the summer and and to know that their their rival school isn't isn't getting a leg up on them um, so yeah so we got about four weeks here of no on campus visits but you know. It used to be before there was official visits in April, May, June, that this was a very dead period. I mean, this was truly the the quietest of of all the months for recruiting. Uh, that's really kind of shifted now to February, August too, to some degree. Although people recruiting still in the news in August because high school football is starting, and you know we have stuff to talk about there. But um, you know, but but when it comes to actual on campus visits and, and things like that, that's that's all on hold really until uh, July twenty fifth, and then really even then. It's only one week of a period, July 25th to July 31st. That's when you'll see the Lash Bash Barbecue. That's when you'll see Penn State's final camp of the year. And those are all good events. Really, by that point, the 2024 class should be pretty much done. Uh, I'm not not pretty much done. I mean, it'll be 
I, I wouldn't be shocked if they have another five, six commitments by then. It'll be at 26. Maybe they'll have two more, two more scholarships to play with, something like that. But my point there is the last bash will be heavy with the committed guys, of course, and then a lot of 2025, 2026 guys. And then you'll have that final camp a year where it's also pretty heavy underclassmen. And then in August, man, the, the entire month of August is now a dead period. It used to not be that way. You used to be able to take visits in August if you wanted to come up and watch practice, but that changed, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, something like that. Mm. So yeah, really there's only one more week of on-campus visits now for the rest of the summer until the season starts. And that's July 25th to the 31st. And uh, that's, I think important to note too, because those, those even, even if it's an official visit and the unlimited official visits that are starting in September, uh, we've heard James Franklin talk about this before. It's like during game week, if you want to come to a game, that's great. But there's so many other things going on, including the winning and losing of football games that it's, uh, you know, recruits that want to go to the, in, in, take official visits in the fall. It is very different than the official visits that have happened over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's there's that quality uh, time and there that that we've we've been through in terms of like those big visits those are for the most part over right and now it's going to be yeah. like getting important guys on campus and making them feel as special as possible given that football in august has started for sure yeah i would say i mean there are i don't there are perks of taking an official visit during the season and that's just really i mean i think the big thing is one obviously seeing a game and then two seeing college life right because yeah. when you come to state college in june it's pretty dead you know they're, they're just kind of they hang out with the players at night, but you don't really get the vibe of what state college is. So that's, that is a perk, I guess that time of the year, but you know, obviously you have your, the, the players, the high school players, they have their season going on. So really they, they don't get on campus till early Saturday and then they got to get back for school on Monday. So it's a little more condensed. And then, like you said, you know, Saturday is really kind of a wash. Yeah. They don't really get to spend a lot of time with the coaching staff. They'll try and scramble that all in as much as they can Sunday morning. But but yeah, I mean, if you want an extended period with the coaching staff, you want to sit down with Mike Yurchich and, and Manny Diaz and and really get to know the players as well. Yeah, you want to take an official visit in June. And that's why we just saw, I don't know, what was it, 46, 48, something like that. Yeah. And that's this kind of this question for the chat, I think, kind of ties in here. Uh, the ordering of the visits as well. This is something we've talked about previously. Should the stepping pushing be the final official visit for some of their high profile recruits? Um, this past weekend, as you mentioned, only two official visits. It's the final weekend. They had most of them in over the course of the, the pre three previous weekends. Um, have you seen that shift surprise you? And, and how much control do you have in these situations if you're Penn State about when you get these guys on campus? Yeah, I think when you're in December and January, yeah, that's, that's more important, right? Because it's, you know, especially if it's... Uh, you know, right before the, the December signing period. I mean, here's what I'd say is everybody's different, man. There's no there's no black and white answer to that. Like David Polly Polly, for example, if they don't move that visit up, I don't think he ever visits. I mean, he was he was firmly leaning towards Michigan and moving that visit up is is what uh, maybe pretty much helped put Penn State back on the map, back in the mix with him. You know, again, there's a lot of guys that if you do schedule for that late and they take three official visits to Georgia, Alabama, and Florida right now, uh, you, you're, you're very good chance they're not going to make it here. So it's just, like I said, man, there's no black and white answer to that. Every recruit is different. It depends on the relationship you have with that recruit, where they, where they have you kind of ranked coming into it. You know, Penn State thought this year, and this is the other thing too with that final week, is like Penn State has to get their camps in at some point. And, you know, they would love to have more midweek camps, but the reality is, is that they don't, with it being in state college, it just hasn't worked out well for them that to, to get kids there. So they have mm -hmm. to almost, almost always have their camps Fridays and Sundays. And, and, you know, when, when you're trying to host official visitors and, and, you know, run a seven on seven camp with 40 high schools, it's just, you're just trying to balance too much. Right. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Jeray Hawkins, Harley Gilmore, maybe they'll get one of them, but, I just think if if either of those two would have visited on prior weekends, well, they didn't have so many camps going on, they would have probably got more time with the staff. So it's like I said, man, just just no black and white answer to that. I, I think it all just depends on the recruit, the relationship, and where you kind of stand going into it. So all that information again, bluewhiteillustrated.com, great place to find that out. Have conversations, by the way, with other fans that love recruiting as well. That's another thing that uh, you don't really get anywhere else. You can have you can have conversations here in the YouTube chat. You can have conversations here with fans on the uh, on on you know the replies on our videos. 
always encourage that, but I also encourage if you want to have the real in-depth conversations, Blue White Illustrated Message Board is the place to go for that. Anything you want to button up with uh, the next couple of weeks for Penn State fans, because here's the other thing. Uh, July 4th is the next Monday on the calendar, I believe, and uh, I don't know about you. Well, July 3rd, uh, we can do a show that day, but 4th of July that weekend, we might not be available on Monday, so we're going to pack as much in today as possible. Anything else you want to talk about uh, right now before we get on to the next subject? I mean, I just know there's a lot of people ask about Benedict Ume. You know, I haven't heard anything right now that like truly makes me think he's he's absolutely going to Stanford, absolutely going to Penn State. I felt good about where Penn State stood coming out of their visit last week and everything I heard. Um, and it's why I put a pick in. I, I made it very clear to everybody on the board and anyone who you know has access to us that I, I thought it's not a done deal. Uh, but I felt like it was like a 80% chance and, and Stanford really had to truly wow him if they were going to win it over. So let's see. I mean, don't, don't overthink cryptic messages on Twitter and stuff like that. Like I, I see that stuff all the time. Maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not, but like Benedict just got home late last night from Stanford. You know, we'll reach out to his coaches. We'll reach out to him in the coming days and, and see where things go. Uh, you know, I know, uh, I'm obviously Brian. I've talked about Brian Dome before. He's uh, over at 24 seven, very close friend of Sean and I's, you know, he, he put a pick in for Ume as well. So, you know, th there's certainly things trending in Penn state's direction, uh, but it's going to take, it's going to take another 72 hours or so um, to kind of really figure out what's all, what's all going on there. Check out my perfect franchise. They are the sponsor of the blue white illustrated uh, live YouTube show. If you want to change your future, looking for a chance to get out of the corporate rat race, looking for a side hustle while working your current job, or maybe you want to build a legacy, Blue White Illustrated's uh, recruiting content here, sponsored by My Perfect Franchise. Andy Ludicky has extensive experience in franchise management, where you own a business as part of a, uh, you know, part of a corporation, and you manage that franchise. And then you get to have the autonomy of being a boss and having, uh, you know, these established businesses that you can come in and run. And it's not just you show up and you run one one day because you gave him money and he placed you with the right person. He takes you through an extensive vetting process to make sure you're going to the right business, not just any business. Uh, one that you have an interest in, one that it makes sense to you, and one that you know something about. All those things plus your level of uh, financial availability um, and everything else that goes into owning a business. As you can tell, I don't know a whole lot about that. Everything I learned, I learned from talking to Andy in a conversation we had when he became a sponsor of the show. So if you want answers, go to Andy. Contact him at 404-973-9901 for people watching on the show. You can see that here on the screen. Also, myperfectfranchise.net. He's a message board member as well. So again, if you sign up for bluewhiteillustrated.com, he's a guy that's been on message boards for 20 plus years. So he's, he understands that culture. He understands you and he wants to help you out. That's why he started this business. Those people are the people he was originally trying to reach. His services are 100% free, and he's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership. Again, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net to get started today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about Whiteout Camp. That's where we spent most of our Saturday. And it was a... Uh, for the Nittany Lions, they had a lot of different... Uh, uh, skill position big men you know it's the whiteout camp so it's a more select player you know that's invited to the camp so what were your major takeaways from whiteout camp on saturday yeah good group i wouldn't say it was as deep as some previous years but i think you can say that about every camp this year for penn state mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to me like this is just kind of i'm going off topic for a little bit but like the camps with more and more offers going out and earlier and earlier i feel like kids are really just not into camps like we were seeing in recent years. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, four or five years ago, that whiteout camp was substantially more stacked than it was this year. And that's not yeah. Penn State's fault. It's, it's, I just think these, these kids really just kind of are like, hey, you know, 
Uh, I've already like for I'm talking 2025 here so, mainly. But so ahead. let me let me just for people that don't know, what used to be it was harder to get an offer, right? And now with the way recruiting has changed, okay. everyone sends out offers. Is that why? Is that why kids don't feel the same incentive to come and perform? That they already have five, six, seven, eight offers because everyone's offering early, trying to get in the conversation, and there's less incentive to impress and improve. Or is it something different? I think a lot of kids are scared. They're like, all right, I already got seven, eight offers, right? Quality schools. I think a lot of kids are scared to go camp places and have a not a great showing and it cools off multiple schools, right? As, as numbers and things get out there. So I don't know. It's And this is just me riffing. Like, it's not like something I know for sure or something I've talked to people about, but I've just, over the last year or two, it just really feels like the interest in these camps has been dying down, which is wild to me. Like, Rivals camp and, uh, you know, the Elite 11 and UC report and Under Armour, like those camps are at all time highs. Oh, someone's calling me. Sorry, T. Frank. <laughs> Sorry, boys. I forgot to put my phone on silent today. It's probably my wife. Anyway, um, yeah, those camps seem like they're at an all time high where the college camps seem like they're just kind of more at an all time low. And mm -hmm. it's just really interesting to me. I, I, I think it should be really the opposite, which. You know, I mean, those, those those other camps are more so for the media than anything else. And I don't know. I just it's just really an, an interesting observation that I've really seen over the last couple of years and something that I don't disagree with at all or I don't agree with at all. Um, you know, I'll have to talk to more parents about that, get their opinions. But as far as whiteout camp goes this year, very heavy 2025, as you would expect. And that's usually yeah. how it is. Right. Those guys are trying to earn scholarships. You know, we saw a few go out and, and we'll save them for beyond blessed, uh, you know, session there or. Our, our ending segment there for recent offers. But, you know, we had Cooper Cousins, Corey Smith, Caleb Brewer. Uh, by the way, shout out to Caleb Brewer. He, I, he camped, I think, three times this year with the yep. staff this, this month yep. to come up. And, I, you know, I, I do feel like I saw a genuine improvement by the by what we were seeing in whiteout camp. And, and I don't want to overthink it too much, but just like little things like technique and stuff. Um, I'll tell you what, Caleb Brewer looks good, man. He's, he's certainly growing on me. Not that we were not, you know, high on him or anything. He's a heck of an athlete. But just the more I've seen him this month, the more I really like. I think he looks he looks pretty good um, physically. Yeah. Go ahead, D. Frank. I know you he just that. he stood out in in one on one pass protection in terms of what you just said of improvement from where I saw when he first showed up uh, at the beginning of June at the beginning of these camps. Uh, and for those that don't know, the these prospect camps, do you have to sign up? Do you have to pay to to come in and yeah, and, and be coaching? So yeah. these these are committed Penn State players that are signing up, paying for the camp, coming to the camp multiple times this year to work with their position coaches. Uh, Corey Smith was at two this week. He was at Wednesday and Sunday. So he's been here and working out with uh, with Jaywan Sider. I think this is a really smart thing. And you're right. Javen Williams did the same thing last summer where they will come up for every single camp and they will get individual coaching from Frank Leonard and from uh, from Phil Troutwine, which I just think is, is, is the smartest thing. And this is something I wanted to talk about too, because taking that to the next level, Cooper Cousins has done this for two years straight now. Like he committed so. Sorry about that with the the audio there. Um, he's been able to come and and get coaching from Phil Troutwine, and and get it, market improvement over two straight years. So this is something really smart that I think the Penn State staff has encouraged these players to do. And and Caleb Brewer. Cooper Cousins, these guys are coming in. They're getting better. I understand it's only four or five times over the summer, but this is, as you mentioned, you can see the progress they make from Camp 1 to Camp 3. For sure. Uh, so 2025 was certainly like the highlight of, of Whiteout Camp, though. Um, if you go to our site, uh, click on the FB Recruiting tab, scroll down to visits. I do my best to keep those updated. Um, and and that's all public information because we have all the visits marked on, on all these individual profiles. So you can kind of see the full list of guys who are here. Uh, I think Jaden Blair, uh, certainly a top prospect that, that is really, really high on, 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 on three, um, yep. out of North Carolina. He was kind of the surprise guy that we didn't really know about coming into it. He's like, like 26 in the nation or something like that. Um, really good looking safety prospect. I mean, dude, he's like six four one eighty. I don't know yep. where he's going, what he's going to grow into, but he moves really well for his size. So certainly a guy, I, I thought Adam Shovlin, who's originally from Pennsylvania plays up at St. Thomas Moore, looks really good physically a guy that, uh, Penn State guy there. what's that? I, I, he, he probably was the standout on the defensive line in terms of having a legit power five frame. He stood out mm -hmm. from that group at like six, three, six, four, really physically built. So that was one thing in a group that I think, as you mentioned, 
didn't have the depth of talent, but he was one guy that definitely stood out for sure. For sure. So um, we're going to talk about Michael Carroll in a bit, obviously, but Michael Carroll, we have, we have to mention um, son of Michael Carroll, senior, former Penn state football player, picked up an offer, uh, really good offensive lineman. I, I, I really liked Michael and I really liked what I saw from him, you know, physically. I mean, he's really seems it seems to be taking off, um, you know, athletically and from a size perspective, uh, certainly uh, we have a story up on him on the site right now. If you're, if you're a member to check that out, uh, but just some other guys, Jordan Houston, good looking wide receiver prospect. He's also at St. Thomas more now originally from, uh, he's, he's from New York. Uh, he transferred up there, I believe uh, this past year, Rennick, Rennick Duralis, I believe his last name is uh, from Union, New Jersey, good looking cornerback prospect. And then Lex Cyrus, another guy who, who walked away with an offer uh, from, from here and from here in Harrisburg at Susquehanna Township. Um, you know, not, not the biggest receivers. We have him at like 5'9", 5'10", 165. But, uh, man, he tested really well the other day. I don't remember. Yeah. Do, do you remember what he ran? Did he run like a 4'4"? Uh, he, he ran under 4'4". Four, four. Yeah, I yeah. think it was 4'3'5 is one of the, the the what he ran. It was a really impressive time. And then it showed up when they were doing the individuals. I went out with the offensive line for most of the individuals during the, like the 7-on-7 seven seven when they were you were in there looking at that. I was looking at the offensive line and defensive line going against each other, which I was super excited to show you those but i'm now scared that i have too much audio on all of my clips so we'll see how that works in just a second but yeah uh he he was he was a hard cover for the for the defensive backs which i thought there was a a good group of defensive backs there as well probably the strength was the skill yes. positions in terms of overall depth you mentioned blair another guy that i thought was just kind of neck and neck with blair during that uh during that camp in terms of position drills overall work with saxon suchanic out of uh york Central, Central York. Uh, yep. Central York. He he was explosive. He probably was one of the most explosive defensive backs in terms of broad jump, triple jump. I just thought he moved really well. Didn't have the same 40 time you'd like, but when you looked at his overall uh, profile, Houston got him on a couple uh, of uh, of routes, you know, watching here, some of the, the video I have uh, that I was reviewing on Sunday. But overall, I thought he was a guy that, you know, good frame, big corner, and if you're looking at a guy that that has those explosive metrics, he'll get faster. But even even if he doesn't, like that's a good safety prospect as well for Penn State. He doesn't hold an offer yet from anyone. Crazy, surprising, crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously I got to look more at his film and stuff. There's got, I'm sure there, there's a reason for it or, or something. Schools are are trying to see, but you know, he did camp at Maryland and Pitt and I think maybe Boston College, a few others. He camped at Penn State twice this year. So, uh, but I like Saxon a lot. And I mean, it's, it's just a matter of time. He's a legit six, two ish, maybe pushing six, three, like I will say six, two and a half, maybe something in that range. Uh, 180. Uh, I, I think it's a matter of time till he gets an offer or two. And once he does, I, I'm sure a bunch will keep rolling in. He's, he's a player. I'm definitely going to go see, this year down at Central York, but yeah, he's tested really well at Penn State back-to-back camps. I'm, I'm, I assume there's something in their film that they want to see improvement of, and they yeah. know. And like, look, Penn State knows. Look, he's a Central York guy. There's great ties there. Obviously, going back to Bo and uh, with Gary Yonchich there and all that stuff. So they know, like, hey, there's no reason we need to rush this offer right now. Let's see how he does here uh, early in the season. But uh, remember the name. I, I really feel like it's a matter of time until offers start flowing in for him. Uh, the other. The other skill position that I noticed, um, Pittsburgh Central Catholic is loaded. Xavier they Thomas, uh, 2020, 2025, I think he is, uh, cornerback on the smaller side, but again, tested well, moved really well. Um, also, his brother, uh, Rodney Thomas, is a safety for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who is there supporting his brother at the camp. So uh, good bloodlines, and uh, I thought he was a, a really good defensive back in terms of he probably was third behind uh, Suchanik and Blair, the guys that I was really keying on watching the defensive backs go through their testing drills. Um, so some quality players in that 2025 uh, defensive back class. We'll see where all of those go, but I wanted to give Xavier a shout-out because I thought he was uh, one, of the, one of the better defensive backs there as well. Anybody else? From the the receivers or skill positions that you notice, I know that there was a um, a running back from uh, your area. That's another Trinity. highly recruited yeah, uh, player. Uh, wh yeah. What did you see from Mickens? Uh, on, uh, Mickens is going to be Saturday. a stud, man. I mean, just look at his offer sheet already, right? I mean, he's got what does he got? Bama. He's got Ohio State. Obviously, Penn State. I don't know, A&M, Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, he's got I – mean, just look at his offer sheet. He is probably the next top prospect to yeah, truly – top prospect to come out of Harrisburg. There's a lot of talent in the, in the area. Don't get me wrong, but um, 
you know, I, I think he's on pace to probably be a, you know, certainly a four-star guy. And I don't want to throw numbers out there and, and get people excited because I, I, I'm not the scout, right? That's that's you and Charles. You guys can you guys can sort that out down the road. But Masai is going to be going to be a top guy that someone we're talking about a ton here. And of course, he's playing for Jordan Hill. Michael Motti now is there is is part of their defensive staff there. So there's a lot of Penn State ties there at Trinity. I think we'll be talking about him a ton. And then you have you have Alex Haskell too, who I really want to mention. Yes, a good looking edge prospect. Thank Joseph's prep. Um, killing it today absolutely killing it i have i have highlights of all these guys but the way this system works when i have there's audio on them can't use them so no. i apologize please uh, say what you're talking about alexander haskell again because i think he was a, a really good player on, yeah on just side. just a good looking edge prospect out of, out of st joseph's prep only has a couple offers right now penn state west virginia he's camped at penn state twice this year i thought he i thought he performed uh pretty well at both. I I don't have a, the test of numbers in front of me at the moment. I apologize. But uh yeah, I mean just he's he's gonna be another get one of those top guys to come out of prep and just wait for the offers to start flowing in after this year. Yeah, he he was probably in terms of skill the best defensive lineman that they had uh there in total and he was the he was the youngest guy, twenty twenty six uh, defensive lineman. He went up against some of the top players. H how this worked, and it was really interesting. To watch James Franklin uh, was on his golf cart, scooted over there for the one on ones with the offensive line. Cooper Cousins got a lot of work, and I'll see if I can get this particular highlight up here for you because uh, I thought he did a lot of really good stuff here. Hey, I did it, Ryan. Yay! You can now watch Cooper Craig. Cousins highlights. Um, <laughs> so what what James Franklin did was. He, he would take uh, offensive linemen that he wanted to see, uh, and he would put them at every single position. You get consecutive reps uh, at, at tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle, or the reverse, whichever, whichever place you started, and uh, you'd go up against some of the top defensive linemen. You could see Cooper went up against uh, Blake Bellin, who was uh, the standout defensive tackle of the group on the interior, and Haskell he went up against on the edge a couple of times. Um, and when he did this with some of the other guys, not Cooper Cousins. Haskell was just, he won some of these flat out where he had great hand usage. Deion Barnes kept, you know, praising the way he was able to win, how quickly he used his hands, give him another tip for the next pass rush. So, um, you know, that guy really stood out in terms of an up-and-coming defensive end with with his technique. The the testing numbers, he's a younger guy, so he's not going to have the maybe some of the more, more mature, explosive, and speed numbers, uh, but good frame. And, and the way he played, I think, was especially impressive to the coaching staff. But uh, on the flip side, with the offensive line, there was really three guys that stood out in terms of the coaching staff getting a look at these guys. Uh, obviously, Cooper Cousins got a lot of work at right tackle, by the way. That's where he spent most of the afternoon. And then um, you had uh, Michael Carroll and then uh, Caleb Brewer, where they would go through and do each position and, and go up against some of the best guys. And those were the three standout offensive linemen. And, and honestly, you know, I thought Cooper has the best of everything in terms of overall polish and physical skills, but Carroll might have been the best overall offensive lineman in terms of not giving up pressure, not giving up wins on the day. I think he slightly edged out Cooper in, in that. And that's pretty impressive for a guy that's a 2025 who's been, you know, working and working, getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I just really want to mention, you mentioned Blake uh, Bellin, Bielin. I, I don't exactly know how to pronounce his last name, but good-looking prospect out of Cardinal Hayes. He doesn't hold a Penn State offer yet, but, you know, he's got the Syracuse's, Wake Forest, Maryland's, Dukes, you know, those kind of – I think Minnesota's another one. Just another guy to keep in mind. I, I could see yeah. him being, uh, you know, somebody Penn State watches his film this year and, you know, picks up an offer in October or something like that. Yeah, he's, he, he's definitely one that I'm going to be watching for because he's got – it's the same thing, Ryan. It's just amazing how many of these defensive tackles that Penn State can find that are 6-1 but have good length, like the length you're looking for, and they, they if they just can get big enough, if they can just prove that they're big enough, mm -hmm. they're good pass rushers. Bellin was a really good pass rusher. I thought he used all of his skills really well. Uh, so I think that that size factor and playing that way is going to be something that they're looking right. for this fall. Super interesting. Um, any other thoughts from the whiteout camp? Uh, I think we covered everybody that I, I had, uh, had my eye on anything. Yeah. For the most say? part. I mean, do we, do we want to talk about seven on seven much? I mean, there was, there was some guys there. I, you, I was, at you were there. Yeah. 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 I, I, I want to mention just Joshua Williams. Uh, he, he didn't really do the seven on seven, but because it's a, a camp day, he's allowed to come up and work with the staff. Good looking uh, offensive lineman out of the Haverford school uh, in, in Haverford, of course, PA. So another, another 2025, 
prospect who picked up an offer from Penn State this weekend. Uh, we're gonna catch up with him with him here probably in the next day or two. But uh, he, I mean, he worked out with the staff for I don't know, a good 20, 30 minutes or so. Uh, walked away with an offer. He tweeted it out uh, just yesterday. So just just a name to keep in mind: uh, Virginia, Nebraska, Boston College, a couple of schools out there um, to, that have offered already. But uh, you know, a couple other guys. I mean, Trey McNutt looks like a really good athlete out of uh, Shaker Heights. Up there, and um, I think it's in, I think it's in the Cleveland area. We'll we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know how much Penn State's going to be in the mix. Ohio State, Pitt, uh, Notre Dame, a couple other. Oh, I think there's a couple others. My Mich- yeah, Michigan was the other one. Tennessee, you know, it seems to have some more early interest in those schools than Penn State. But he was on campus for for the uh, seven on seven with his teammates. Uh, really, the the 2026 class I thought was was kind of the the key group for seven on seven this week. He had Elias Cook coming up from Harrisburg. He walked away with an offer. Good looking prospect. Let's see how he he keeps developing. Uh, Hold on, you're, you're you're emptying the chamber for our next segment. Oh, sorry, dude. I, I always do that. <laughs> it's all good. You should just like, move good. it to the front or something, man. Sorry. Probably, um, probably. Uh, Tyler Merrill. Well, Tyler Merrill already had an offer, so I can talk about him a little bit. Kevin Brown, of course, uh, offensive lineman out of Harrisburg. But, you know, keep an eye on Zachary Brown, good-looking player out of Central Dolphin East. Uh, You can see this is a very Harrisburg-heavy group here that was in town the other day. But uh, he's got Maryland, Pitt, Nebraska, a couple others. I can see Penn State offering him at some point down the road. They'll be watching him closely throughout the year. He's probably 6'1", 195 right now, so I, I think they'd love to see another inch or so on him. And then you had Cameron Brickle there as well, who's going to be a really good defensive lineman for uh, Malvern Prep. But it was a, it was a, uh, I, like the main guys I took away again from seven on seven were really kind of watching, watching Cook, uh, watching. I mean, Kevin Brown didn't lose a single rep during, um, you know, one on ones. Tyler Merrill walked away with an MVP award as well. Uh, of course, yeah. Tyler Merrill from Cumberland Valley, Kevin Brown's from Harrisburg. So those are guys we're going to see a ton of here over the next couple of years. But, um, yeah, it just it was a good 2026 group. Cook left with an offer. Brown, Merrill already have offers. Brickle has an offer. And uh, keep an eye on Zachary Brown. I can see him get an offer at some point. Shout out here in the chat. Uh, Steve O'Neill says, love hearing both of you guys talk so positive about Caleb. Steve, by the way, is the while missing offensive and defensive line coach who is yeah. – uh, uh, a good friend on Twitter. Appreciate him joining us here on the live show. So the the BWI live reach, you know, we go pretty far. Pretty happy. <laughs> Caleb tested really well. You know, that was one yeah. thing. Obviously, you know, growing technique-wise. Steve, we love you as a coach, right? But obviously working with Trout Wine, right? You know, there, there's things he's going to pick up on. And I think, uh, I think you know, you, we've certainly seen that. But really, I thought, like, his testing was 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 among the best. I mean, he'd be – he beat out Cooper and a few things. And obviously Cooper's a little bit of a bigger uh, body, right? So, I mean, he should yeah. beat him out in, in some things, but, but, you know, when it comes to the overall offensive lineman and testing this weekend, Caleb was right up there. And the more I see Caleb, the more I definitely think, okay, he's going to be an offensive lineman. I think, yeah. and like I said, w- how he plays this year, if he, if he blows up defensively, but let's not close that door, but uh, more and more the way he's the way he's, I mean, he keeps camping as an offensive lineman. Right. So I think that's, yeah. that's all you need to know. Uh, and there's one thing we do know about Caleb Williams, having seen him up close in person a couple of times. One thing you cannot question is this dude is a unit. Like he's two, Caleb 295. Brewer, Caleb, Caleb Williams is out in Caleb South Williams. Carolina now. <laughs> very different. Very di- Caleb, Caleb Brewer, Williams sorry. Is, is a beast too, by the he's way. He's a beast, but... but in a different way. Caleb Brewer is probably two of Caleb Williams. He is 285, yeah. 90 pounds. And the whole thing is pure muscle. You look at him, his yeah. flat belly, huge shoulders, Strong lower body. I, I love the athleticism he's got in his frame. So you know, Cooper just... Cousins has lost some weight too, man. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing I noticed from Cooper. I, I'm not, I have to ask him what he's down, but, you know, he looks like he's down 10, 15, 20 pounds, and uh, both of them look really good. Like, okay, yeah, I, I, I can see I, – I can totally see these guys. You know, obviously I'm not going to predict that they're going to come in and contribute right away. No offensive lineman really does, but yeah. uh, they're going to come in here in good shape. They're, they look like they're already ready for their senior years. Excited to see how they do. Yeah, one last thing. This was in the chat a little bit earlier. Christian says, T, will you do any interviews with recruits? So um, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. We're focusing a lot on live stuff here on YouTube so we can have interactions with you. That is harder to do with interviews. And and just to put it plainly, like I want to give you guys as much entertaining, interesting content as possible, but I also have a responsibility to grow the channel. And weirdly, they don't interviews don't do great on the on the YouTube algorithm. 
So I'm trying to find ways to incorporate those guys, integrate them here onto the live show, or to find creative ways to get that stuff to you. So uh, we are working on that in a couple of different places. I just want to say, like, stay tuned. I've been working behind the scenes to try and get more players on here. And I mean players, not just recruits, uh, here to, to have conversations and to do things in, in, a, in a more interactive way. So that is why you haven't seen as many of those things here on the YouTube channel. It's not that we're forgetting to do them. It's that, that we're trying to find new and interesting ways to bring you that great content so that everyone can enjoy it. Speaking of something that everyone enjoys... Our final segment, which goes one way or the other every time, but it's going to be a good one today. Beyond blessed. <laughs> About the future of Penn State, there's a lot of excitement. This is a really, really important day to a bunch of young men and their families. So we've, we've talked about most of these guys throughout the show, but we're going to give you the list of guys that have gotten a Penn State commit recent or offer, I should say, recently. And I'm going to I'm going to roll the dice here, Ryan, and we're going to start with some highlights. Michael Carroll. All right, here we go. Tell us about this story, Michael Carroll. Uh, I mean, obviously, son of Michael Carroll Sr., right? Former Penn State linebacker. Uh, so that's a great place to start. You know, when it comes to those legacy ties, those are the guys uh that you want at Penn State, right? I mean, this is what Penn State certainly wants. So, and if you're if you're James Franklin and you have a legacy commit and and he's proven that he is worthy of it, you, you can't let those guys get away. So, uh, Carroll's been up, man. He's camped, I think, the last three years now, and uh, obviously he's he's a rising junior. So, uh, it was kind of now or never, right? I mean, if he, if he's going to get that offer, he, this was this was the camp to do it. Um, legit six five, three hundred, probably really pushing kind of six five and a half now. Uh, one thing you like about Carroll, though, too, man, he, he camped at Michigan State, left with an offer, camped at South Carolina, left with an offer, camped at Rutgers, left with an offer, you know, so so he's he's certainly impressing a lot of schools right now. He's up to five offers total. Um, Temple's also offered now, but a uh, good interview with him on the site today. If you're a subscriber, definitely check it out, man. He's he's really excited about that offer, as he should be. Yeah, he he was, like I said, he was probably the, the most consistent of the linemen. He also was kind of, I think, in his natural position more often. He played a lot of those interior positions. He's a guard, uh, even at 6'5". I think the length, I'm trying to pull up his length numbers, but uh, good, nothing overwhelming uh, from what I remember and, and kind of looking at him and the way he played. Interior prospect, so uh, a really, I, I think just a guy, as you mentioned, got better, improved, and, and really earned that offer from Penn State in terms of being a, a good positional player. Uh, and, and having you know the tools necessary to, to compete at the Power Five level. Who are some of the other guys that uh, have earned a an offer from Penn State over the last couple of days? You know, with the camp on Wednesday, the, the seven on seven, all of these things. Like, there's been a lot of guys on campus. Who else uh, stood out and earned an offer? Yeah, we'll say 2025. Uh, we'll go Lex Cyrus, uh, Susquehanna, as as we mentioned. Good looking prospect. Um, we haven't like five nine. I think he's up to five ten now. I think I need to get that update a little bit. Five nine, one seventy, one seventy five ish, somewhere in that ballpark. But uh, as you said, T Frank, what what do you? I think he ran on four three five ish, something like that. Uh, 40, yeah, I have it four, right four. here. Give me one second. Uh, it was four, four yes. three five. I have I have yeah. it in front of me now. Too. I yeah, just yeah. put it to. Um, you know, had a great broad jump, great explosion, great shot. I mean, right? It's just just just. Uh, all, all the four key testing numbers, man, he, he really hit them. And, you know, Lex is another guy who's camped at Penn state multiple years now. And it was kind of like now or never, right. You know, he's a Susquehanna township guy, you know, so Penn state wants to lock down all those guys in, in Harrisburg that they find are, you know, are, are worthy to be at a school like that. And, and this was his moment for that. And, and, and he did really well. So Lex has A&M Maryland uh, looking over now, West Virginia, Syracuse, uh, Nebraska, Virginia tech pit, uh, a couple others. So, um, just be curious to see where this one goes. You know, Lex has been really quiet. Uh, I feel like I have great relationships with pretty much all the guys in the area. This is, this is, you know, my home, right? So I, I have pretty good, uh, I know pretty much everybody here except Lex. Lex is the one who does not want to talk to me, I guess. So Lex, if you're watching, man, Hey, let's meet up. Uh, I'd love to love to get your story out there a little bit more, but we'll, we'll be working on that. I mean, I know obviously Jojo Hayden, um, or not Jojo, Jojo's his son, Joe Hayden, uh, head coach over at Susquehanna. So he'll be somebody that I could see us uh, maybe in August going out and watching practice, but just really curious to see what this offer means for him. Um, and, and you know, how, how, yeah, like I said, just how much Penn State means to him because he's had some quality other offers, taken quite a few visits elsewhere too. You know, is this one that, that changes things for him or is it just another school? So uh, Lex, really impressive 
uh, during the whiteout camp. Anybody else that you want to highlight here? I know we talked about a couple of them. Uh, any other offers that you think stand out? Things that Penn State fans should know about? Yeah, the other two were just Joshua Williams, as I mentioned, from the Haverford School uh, interior lineman. You know, he he came up Friday. Um, obviously, it's a seven-on-seven seven and a big-man challenge, right? So it's, it's a primarily a team event. But because Penn State's doing that, they can also uh, bring up a player or two uh, from elsewhere. It's just, it's just in the NCAA terms, it's like a camp day, right? So it doesn't matter how you do it. You know, if an individual player still wants to come up and work out with you, you get 10 of those a year, you can come up and do that. And that's what Josh Williams did. Um, you know, so, so another guy who just performed well during his workout, you know, solid testing numbers ran like a five, one, you know, at 300 pounds. That's pretty good. Michael Carroll, yeah, I think ran that is five two. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, Another guy got to learn more about. We'll, we'll catch up with him here in the coming days. Uh, Nebraska, BC, Virginia, a couple other offers uh, to keep an eye on there. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll learn more on Josh here and what that offer means. And then Elias Cook was the other one, 2026 wide receiver from Harrisburg. Uh, I think we, we really noticed Elias at the Under Armour camp uh, back in April. He, he, he certainly grabbed my attention there. And, you know, he's had a ton of offers for a while now. And Penn State wasn't – was really one of the – I'm going to say the last one because he has many more to come, but I, I, I kind of thought they'd offer sooner than they did. So, uh, I mean, he's got Michigan, he's got Virginia tech, he's got, uh, Pitt, Michigan state, Florida state, uh, West Virginia, a bunch of others. Um, you know, certainly has a size six to one ninety five. I mean, all that stuff's there. I, he didn't test for Penn state this weekend. So, uh, you know, still have to wait and get those kind of measurables down the road, but, uh, Lies is a good player. I mean, I think, I don't want to overthink the seven on seven. Like it was a good performance. It wasn't like, I don't want to make it out to be like it was Julian Fleming performance or anything like that. You know, some of the players we've seen in the past, but uh, Elias is, I mean, he's also, you know, a rising sophomore, right? So it should yeah. be what we saw from Julian Fleming when he was a, when he was a junior and a five-star player at the time. But um, yeah, he's, he's certainly going to be in the mix. I'm just really curious to see again, kind of like, um, um Lex Cyrus, like what does this offer mean for him? Is this just another school or, or is this a significant one? Ryan, you killed it. Just awesome work by you today. Thank you so much for Appreciate all your it. information, all your insight on the BWI Live recruiting show. I promise everyone I'll figure out who may. I see you guys in the chat. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't want to – I mean, I don't know. You know, I saw, you know, Stanford guy put in picks and stuff like that. I don't know anything about Stanford's rivals guy, so I know I know very little there. So we'll, yeah. we'll dig on it. We'll see where things go. We'll just – if you subscribe, you'll, you'll know as soon as I do. Check out BlueWhiteIllustrated.com as always. That's the place to get all the information here, Blue White Illustrated on YouTube. Subscription free, not over at the site though. You do have to pay for that, but it's well worth your $99 a year to get a just a barrage of information from five of the best people that cover Penn State football, basketball, and athletics. Uh, you know, I always don't want to forget, we, we cover wrestling. Greg is one of the premier wrestling reporters on the beat. We have basketball with Nate. It's not just all football and football recruiting, but that is what, if you're watching this show, you're here for, and you will get plenty of that information. I'm Thomas Rankar. He is Ryan Snyder. We will talk to you later. Have a good one.